Welcome to the Nerd Stalgic Podcast with your host, the Ginger Hello everyone, welcome back to the Nerd Stargit Podcast. I've been your host, Luke the Human. Hope you're doing well, hope you're all good, as per usual. Then again, considering it's Halloween, I hope you are detestable. You're disgusting, you've been ripped apart and it's all gory and visceral and bleh. <laughs> but, you know, if not, good's okay, I guess. Um, today is going to be something really, really special. Uh, I know Halloween is over, but I wanted to do a bonus episode um, for you all. Uh, but before I get into that bit of housekeeping, uh, make sure that you follow me on Twitter at nerdstagic underscore pod. Uh, also, if you listen to this on YouTube, don't forget to like, comment and subscribe and all that jazz. So, as you can see by the title of this episode, uh, this bonus episode is a game review of Resident Evil 2 Remake. Um, I'll be honest with you, I'm incredibly intimidated by this. I've never played... Well, apart from... Tell a lie. Apart from Resident Evil Operation Raccoon City, um, I've never really properly played a Resident Evil game. I played Resident Evil 7, and I didn't even get anywhere halfway through that game. I played the beginning. I got terrified and was like, no, I don't want to play that no more. I I completely wimped out. Um, I played the demo of Resident Evil 4. Um, and that's it. The only Resident Evil game that I've played completely is Operation Raccoon City. But can you class that as a Resi game, considering it's a co-op shooter game? It's not really scary. Um, and I played for it with friends, and we just blasted through it shooting zombies. You know, so can you class that as one? I'm not sure. Um, but I mean, I'm incredibly intimidated by this game because, the, for one, it's a game that's widely loved. Now, it's a series that's widely loved by a lot of people, and I've never played it. And I don't want to stumble in and say things or, you know, comment on things, and people are like, oh, no, that's not right. So that's intimidating. The other thing that's intimidating is the fact of, this series is known for being quite scary and I've watched a lot of reviews and a lot of walkthroughs of Resident Evil 2. Nothing to really spoilers, just kind of get me into the idea of what I'm to expect. Um, and I don't want to chicken out like I did with Resi 7. I actually generally want to sit and, and play through this game because actually as a recording this I haven't played it yet. I haven't really jumped into it. Um, I'm just going to, this part, this part is just to kind of, not just introduce it, but to let you know my plans of how I'm going to play the game. But, um, yeah, I just don't want to chicken out. I don't want to be like, get way through and be like, oh, well, you know, can't finish it. Don't want to do it. So I am um, incredibly intimidated, but I, I do want to finish it because, like, my thinking behind it is, all right, best example I can give you is when I was young, I played the demo of Dead Space. Now, I think I've told the story before, so I'll kind of do the long and short of it. I played the demo. I had no idea the whole 
what you have to do between cutting the limbs off or how that works. You, yeah, that that was a kind of a key part of that game. Um, also, you know, the game kind of really spooked me out and obviously very, very young age playing it and it kind of put me off. And it wasn't until a couple of years ago when I first sort of started uni that I decided, oh, Luke, stop being a wimp. Stop being a girly. You know, go give them a go. You know, it was free on Game Pass. Play them. So... Uh, actually, no, it was Games of Gold. Games of Gold, you got the first Dead Space game. And so I thought, you know what? Download it. And I played it. And I loved it. Yeah, it was creepy. It was scary. But I, I was having fun. I enjoyed it. You know, I went for the whole game with the plasma cutter. Pretty much upgraded the hell out of the plasma cutter. And yeah, and next thing I know, I'm playing Dead Space 2. I'm playing Dead Space 3. Dead Space 3, I still really enjoy that, even though I know it's not the highlight of the series. But I love Dead Space 2. Dead Space 2 was incredible. And it kind of showed me, like, if I had listened to my younger self and been so intimidated and, and scared to go back to it, that I never would have really been able to experience how incredible Dead Space was as a game. And I want to go back and play Dead Space the remake um, because they've changed things and it looks better and newer. So I want to go back and play that. I also want to go read the books now, which I never would have done if I never had played Dead Space. So that is is my thinking going into this, is the fact of, you know, I went into Dead Space and I loved it. Yes, I was terrified, but I had fun. And that's the kind of the same thing I'm hoping here with Resident Evil. I've never played Resident Evil 1, um, and I probably won't, to be honest, because I'm not really big into tanky controls, that sort of thing. I You know, I grew up with that, and I never liked it then, and I never played those games. You know, so... I'm not. I feel like starting off Resident Evil Two is good enough. I already know the law of, of Resident Evil One anyway because I've watched a lot of law videos because I am fascinated into the world of Resident Evil. I've just never played the games, you know. So I, I feel like Resident Evil Two is a good beginning benchmark for me to begin with, and then hopefully if I enjoy it, which I feel like I will, because everybody, all the reviews I've seen of this game is it's all you know, it's perfect. It's a masterpiece. Um, so hopefully it'll be a good sort of way in. Also, I get to know Leon. Um, granted, Claire, I didn't know her because I didn't play through the first one, but I, I can get to know her here. Um, so yeah, I'll get to know the fan favourites, get to know the whole idea between Raccoon City and uh, the Tyrants, and eventually, if I, if I get around to playing Resident Evil 3, the Nemesis system and all that. So yeah, it, it's worth it'd be worth looking into eventually like i said i bought them both i've i bought them both on a sale uh months ago because i was playing months and months ago before i even planned to do this for halloween um to actually play them and i just let i put them off i had them never uninstalled them on my console i left them on the console because i knew one day i'd get to them um and i feel like now that i've done doing this this introduction that it's now sort of time for me where like i have to now be brave and you know, it's kind of like the fact of I've done the introduction. I have to now do play the game. So I've got no excuses now. So even though, yes, I'm incredibly intimidated and, and, and I'll be honest with you, terrified. I am looking forward to it. And so I'm trying to keep that sort of the highlight of like it could be like Dead Space. Uh, don't let the intimidation put you off. So I just wanted to be open and honest there. The fact of, you know, I am a big girly when it comes to these games, but I granted i do like survival horror so even though that i'm terrified to play them i enjoy them i know it's very weird i don't understand it either let's just roll with it and move on anyway so i just wanted to be honest there um my plan for this review um it's i'm gonna obviously i haven't played the game yet but the idea that i have now and we'll see how it evolves going in 
But the idea I have now for my plan for this review is I'm going to do two playthroughs, right? Because I've been told by a lot of fans and a lot of sort of the um, introductions and a lot of sort of, um, what's the word I'm looking for, um, reviews and that sort of things, that um, it's best to play this game more than once, like to get the full idea of what's going on, not just in Raccoon City, but in the story and what's going on with both characters, you need to play this game more than once. So I'm currently, it is the end of August at the moment, so it's the 27th of August as recording this. So I have till now, all of September and all of October to play through this game at least twice. So my first playthrough I'm going to play is Leon, um, because I think like it's a kind of fun idea that Leon, it's his first day on the job, he's the rookie, I'm the rookie, I don't know what I'm getting into, Leon, does, Leon Lee doesn't know what he's getting into, shall be fun between us to kind of share that sort of thing, so I thought it'd be fun to, my first playthrough, play as Leon, I will be honest, I am going to play as Assisted, because again, I've never played any Resi games before, so I'll play my first playthrough as Assisted, as Leon, and then uh, once that's complete, my second playthrough, I'm going to play as Claire, which I'm going to play on the standard difficulty because hopefully by the time I've played as, as Leon, I would know how the game works and its mechanics, and then I'll play as a standard. And then if there is time, depending on how long it takes me to get through playing as Leon and then playing again as Claire, um, then maybe I would, if there's time, I'd play as the other survivors and review them as well. Um, and maybe even a third playthrough as Leon again as the standard difficulty to get the proper ending because I think if you play three times you get the, the the real proper ending I think that's maybe right that's what I've heard so I'm not entirely sure um so that is how it's going to be so after the after the introduction um the first review will be my experience playing as Leon and my overall experience playing the game and then there'll be an interlude and then there'll be my experience playing as Claire and that and then again if there is time hopefully there is fingers crossed um then maybe you know th there'll be another section where i just talk about the other survivors and, and that sort of thing my overall feelings so that is is my plan for uh resident evil 2 remake um hope you all enjoy it hope you'll like it i'm incredibly terrified but it's halloween that's the whole point you know well technically it's not as recording this it, it is um it is the 27th of August, so it's not Halloween yet. But I'm still terrified because I'm getting myself in that mood set. I'm, watch I'm watching a lot of horror, horror movies. I'm watching a lot of scary movies. I'm getting myself in that festive sort of horror mood. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm terrified. But I'm excited. And, you know, that's what makes us human. So, without further ado, let's get into my first playthrough as Leon. Fingers crossed it goes well. Let's get into it, shall we? Right, so today's day is the Saturday, the 2nd of September, 2023. I finished my run as Leon S. Kennedy this morning. Absolutely enjoyed myself. I had one hell of a time. Um, I've spent most of the afternoon writing my own notes, uh, getting my thoughts together. And I was going to leave it till tomorrow, but I thought, while it's fresh in my mind, I'll just jump straight into recording straight away. That way, tomorrow, I can begin uh, my run with Claire. And then go through that one and see how long it takes me to do that one. Um, but before I get into actually my thoughts and feelings of playing as Kennedy, as Leon, and um, 
all that jazz. I just want to talk about the game itself first. Um, so I am now 100% completely uh, a fan of not just Resident Evil games in general, uh, but I want to go out and play more. I, I know, and I did say this, that Resident Evil 7 scared the hell out of me. I think that's mostly because of the first-person view. I feel like if the game was in third-person, that I would probably be less scared and enjoy it more and be up for for going for it longer, even if I was scared playing it longer. Because it's the same with Dead Space. Dead Space is third-person. I feel like in third-person, you have that ability to peek around corners, to see if anything's coming behind you, to see far off in front of you and all, and all around. So it's still terrifying, but it's better. And obviously this is how Resident Evil is actually meant to be played. It's meant to be played in first per- third person um, behind the shoulder camera view. Um, but I'm now 100% a fan. This game has um, turned me. Uh, like, a, like a zombie gets turned, I've been bitten by this game and I'm now morphing and turning into a Resident Evil fan. So you'll be happy to hear that. Um, Resident Evil 2 is absolutely gorgeous. It's absolutely incredible game. Um, the gameplay, the mechanics, the way it works is incredible. Uh, the idea behind that, you know, it, these games are meant to be played multiple times because when you play as sort of Leon, there are things that you can and can't do in the story because only Claire can do them. Like, for example, when you're in the police station, uh, which is absolutely gorgeous, by the way, but when you're in the police station, there are special keys that Leon can find and they open certain doors. I ended up finding myself running around the whole um, the whole of the, the uh, police station trying to find, I think it was a heart key. Couldn't find it for the life of me and I ended up having to go online and Google it. Turns out that's a key that Leon just can't find. That is a key that only Claire can find. So there's only certain rooms Claire can go into. There are only certain um, places that Claire can go to. Um, and I like that. And that plays for re- replayability because there are not many games out there that actually reward and actually encourage replayability. Because even those that do, you are just replaying the set amount of events. The only difference is it's a different character, you know. Um, so I like the idea. I just like what this game does. So it is incredible in that aspect. Also, it's incredibly gorgeous. The zombies are probably some of the best zombies I've ever seen in terms of detail and the way they sound the way they look the way they move it's all incredible when they come when they fall over uh, if you shoot them in the legs some of them will crawl at you will keep coming at you um, some of them uh, when they come through windows they will hide behind corners or just seek around corners you come around a corner and they'll just and they won't even make a noise some make a noise some don't and they'll just throw themselves at you if you have a knife you can stab it but you will lose that knife so you end up having to shoot the zombie, get the zombie down, and so you can retrieve your knife. Um, there are uh, so many things in this game that, that it just offers you in terms of gameplay and mechanics. I don't, I can't talk about all of them because there's so many, but you are so you've got so much freedom. Where if you want to play on hardcore, you want to play on assisted or even standard, no matter what ability you play as, the game really changes and transforms in ter- in terms of what. You've got so if your inventory is full of ammo, you're going to get uh, tons of zombies thrown at you because you've got the ammo to do it. The game is very forgiving in that way. Like it, it's hard at times, yes, but it, uh, granted, I'm fair enough. I played unassisted, but there are times even unassisted where the game is kind of unfair and difficult, um, and the game does throw a lot at you. But um, if you are persistent with it and you are clever, the game will pull back at times and and, and be fair. 
you know, and I like that. It shows that, you know, not just the game being quite clever, but also the game designers knowing that people will play this and do like to do little challenges and people um, might get struggle at this part. So it shows real sort of care and love that went into this game, um, as well as it being incredibly gorgeous. Like I said, the zombies look incredible. They, they, all the zombies, all the tyrants, the liquors, everything is just, oh, so well, especially when you shoot them. As well, when you shoot a zombie in the head, you can actually see where you shot them. So if you shot them on the on the cheek, you can see the damage. It's only on the one side of the cheek, on the head, on the arm. You can see the blood. When you get bitten, you can see the bite marks and the blood on Leon. You know, there's so many little bits of detail. Um, I haven't played Dead Island 2 yet. I know that game's very um, popular at the moment because of the flesh uh, mechanic that they put into it where whenever you hit a zombie you can actually see where you've hit them and how you've hit them and you actually see on the flesh how it looks um but even so these zombies are incredible some of the best i've seen personally because again i haven't played other games since that have done it so well i might change my view if i ever get around to playing dead island too um but these zombies as of yet are the best and it even shows that the resident evil uh Capcom and the Resi engine, I think it's, it's RE engine, I think they're using. The engine that they use is just bar on gorgeous. You know, it really blew me away. Just play, There were many moments where I would stop playing and I'd be looking at the screen being like, this looks like out of a movie. Or um, it's so detailed, it could be like an anim- like the animated movie. Um, it just looks so well. The main time I like to stop and just look at the visceralness or how incredible Leon looks. You know, it sounds weird to say, but he's he's model is so well done in terms of detail like i just wanted to zoom in and just look at the detail on his on on his um uh, police officer uniform the detail on it and obviously when as you go through the game he will lose bits of his his armor and it was it just looks fantastic and leon looks fantastic and i just love it um this game's absolutely uh, gorgeous uh capcom really have outdone themselves with this one completely Uh, they really really have Uh, they've blown me away um, now, um, after my first playthrough, uh, I can't understand as to why I was so intimidated, you know, um, or what I was intimidated by. And I can say that now that I've played it, but I just don't understand at the time what I was so intimidated by. Because granted, yes, I will admit, yes, I did play unassisted uh, on my first go around. But as I said, this game was still cruel and punishing at times. It didn't let just because I had assisted mode on didn't mean the game sort of um, pushed me on ahead. It was still difficult. There were times where I would get ambushed uh, by zombies. There were times where um, I had liquors and I I was go I thought I was going slow, um, but I must have pushed a bit too forceful on the thumb stick, and one of them heard me and had two of them chase me down a hall. Uh, you know, so there are times where the game is you know a bit hard and difficult but it's fun and that's kind of what you want from these survival horror games you want that challenge but also at the same stage you know you you want that fear and fraud and i was terrified it was scary like this game is dark you know you are most of the time you are walking around with a torch and a gun and you know you can only see what you point the torch at so if you hear a noise you've got to turn around and, and you know it might like loads of zombies there it might be a zombie it might be really close to you it might be a zombie around the corner you know, um, so this game, just in general, I'm in love with it, and I'm glad because it put, makes me more excited to play for it a second time. Not just because of the extra story beats, but I just want to go through it again, and I want to see all these areas again. The level design, like for example, it, I, I feel like it's a crime 
that you only get to spend... Uh, granted, you, you, you do spend a good few hours of the game in the police station, right? But once you leave the police station, you can't really return. It's kind of like once you leave that, it goes very linear. Um, and then you go down the sewers and then you get you get yourself into the nest and sort of the game goes on from there. Um, but you do spend majority of your time where you learn the game in the uh, police station. It's absolutely gorgeous. The architecture is incredible. Um, some of the <laughs> like there are moments and I'm no I, I'm going to sound like. A Resident Evil fan here, which I guess in a way I am. Um, but it's very weird how it the it was designed. How whoever designed this police station is a maniac psychopath who is obsessed with puzzles. Why would you design a sewer system or a police station um, that needed certain uh, puzzles and certain pieces that are hidden around in certain areas to unlock certain areas? It feels like if you was a cop in this station you would just be stressed out by getting around the station, let alone being able to actually do your work as a copper. You know what I mean? But again, put that to side. It makes sense in gameplay perspective, but it just makes weird on architecture side. But either way, it's very grand and, and gorgeous. And it does feel like a crime that you can't come back to it. But even the sewers, it being very disgusting, oddly very, well, I say appeasing. Appeasing is the wrong word because they are sewers, but... They look fantastic. The sewers look fantastic. They look like poop. There is crap everywhere. It's very well done crap. It's very detailed crap. You know what I mean? That you actually, you know, like, yeah, I am in the sewers. Uh, I can't smell it, but I can imagine what it would smell like. And Leon as well. He get you know with the extra detail as well. Where when Leon Leon climbs out of the basic stream of poo poo, um, he's covered in it. You know, in as you as you run, it does tend to fall, slide and fall off you. It's very horrible and disgusting. But again, it's another little bit of detail there. But the whole level design and everything, this this whole the whole game is just a masterclass in in gorgeousness. It's absolutely gorgeous. You know, so I wanted to to spend the first beginning, the first ten minutes, just talking about how beautiful and how wonderful this game is. And I am now a hardcore fan, and I'm looking forward to playing Resident Evil Three, then Resi Four. And then maybe if I'm brave enough, I might go back to seven, and I might actually go play Village. I'm really, actually I've been told that Village is a lot more fun than um, RE Seven, so I might you know if I don't play Seven, I'll jump to Village. Um, I might be a fan, but in terms of canon and, and following the story, I'm not you know I'm not too phased about if they ever sort of re if ever if they ever remake five and six, which I know those are not very. That, that some of them are love, some of them are not. Um, but if they ever remaster them, I might go back to to play them as well. Um, or even if they remaster any of the older ones or the prequels, I might go back and check those out. But rest assured, I am now a Resi fan, and I'm glad that I started with Resident Evil Two. I really, really am. Uh, probably the best place to start. If you've never played a Resident Evil game before, Resident Evil Two is probably the best place to start. Um, the remake that is, anyway. Um, and if you like them, I would say then go off and play the others. But Resident Evil 2 is definitely a best place to begin. Anyway, so that's just what I wanted to, to talk about uh, the game itself. As for my experience uh, playing as Leon, um, playing as him was a lot of fun. Leon is an interesting character. Um, he, again, how can I, trying to first how to explain Leon. Leon, and to us, I, I kind of, I relate to Leon a lot, mainly because Leon is a rookie cop. He has just finished the academy. He's got his position at Raccoon City Police Department. He's on his way there to start his first day. 
and then all hell breaks loose and the zombies attack and it, the story goes on there, from there. But I felt very sort of attached to Leon because Leon being the rookie, I was the rookie. I've never played Assassin's Creed. I've never played any proper Resident Evil game before. Um, Again, the only one I played was Operation Raccoon City, which was more shooting than actually sort of horror, uh, especially because it was a team-based one as well. If you played with friends, it was so much more easier. Um, so I never properly played a Resi game. I didn't know how the how it worked, the mechanics. I didn't know anything about... I'll, do, I'll give tips and tricks in a minute. I didn't know how best to conserve ammo, that the zombies, you shoot them, not all of them go down. Um, for example... When the game starts and you play as Leon, you make your way to a gas station, you fill in up, uh, you see blood on the floor, so Leon goes to investigate. Um, you go into this dark, um, a, looks almost abandoned, destroyed uh, gas station. You get in there, the attendant's by the door, he's holding his neck, his, his neck's pissing with blood. He points the door, he's like, in there. So you follow it around and you see this other sheriff who's, who's holding this guy back and he's like, stay back, civilian, stay back. And then he gets bitten. And that's when you get that first incredible shot and reveal of the zombie as it bites into the guy's neck and it just slowly pans up while it's got the flesh in its mouth. Pans up and just looks at you with those really lifeless white eyes. And me being me, I was just like, well, I knew I had to shoot it in the head because, again, I'm a zombie fan. I've read zombie books. I love zombie genre. You know, I love zombie movies. Um, if you listen to the podcast long enough, you know that I love zombies a lot. So I know how to handle a zombie. I know, shot to the head, pull it down, right? No, 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 not these zombies. These zombies don't work like that. And I ended up wasting majority of my ammo in the gas station, trying to escape the gas station. Now, granted, by the time I got to the police station, I had a bit left, about probably eight rounds left, considering how much they give you. Um, and I ended up using it all, just trying to find... Um, find the, when I got to the police station, find the bloke to basically figure out what's going on here. And then luckily uh, the guy dropped some ammo and I was able to escape, find Marvin and um, sort of get more ammo there. But again, I had to learn all these things. I had to learn about conserving ammo, about not being not having loads of space to begin with. So having to leave things and come back for them and that sort of thing. Um, you know, so as Leon learned, I learned. I be went from being a rookie to by the end of the game i was playing like a pro or what i'd think a pro would play like you know i was conserving ammo i knew when i had a zombie instead of trying to shoot twice and put it down there were times where i could just shoot a zombie in the head or shoot him in the leg and I could, then they would go they would stumble then i could run around them you know so i'd rather waste one bullet on the head or the leg to make them stumble so i can run around them than spending two to three bullets to make them fall over knowing full well that that they are going to get back up these zombies do you know so i had to learn that i had to learn everything so what i decided to do here for leon's run anyway um is i want to give <laughs> what i like to call luke and leo's tips and tricks on how to survive the zombie apocalypse right um for example as i mentioned uh like many shot like with the zombies like i said as you all know, with a zombie, shoot them in the head, dead. Not Ari, uh, Ari, uh, Resi zombies. Zombies in this game don't go down with a headshot. I learned that the hard way. As I mentioned with the gas station, I shot loads of them in the head. 
And some of them would some of them would die. Like sometimes you would get lucky and you get a shot and it would blow the head to pieces and that would kill them. Or you'd get lucky two shots or one shot would do it. But that's not always guaranteed. Sometimes you would put a couple rounds in, think you're okay. I guess I did. I walked o I then walked over the zombie's body and then all of a sudden he jumped up and then tried to crawl up me and he bit me in, in the stomach. You know, and that took my health down. You know, so then I had to learn not when they're down they're not actually down don't walk over the bodies walk around the bodies um you know for example there's well when you're in the in the police station there are a lot of stairs that you gotta go up and down if a zombie corners you on the stairs uh, if you are face if you're trying to go up the stairs to shoot their kneecaps and they will just fall down the stairs and then you'll be able to run around them you know so there are these sort of things that you just notice and learn and again this whole point of this game is just rinse and repeat it, it's learning it, it's that constant moment of like okay don't do this because this won't work uh with liquors you know don't move too quickly best best thing i can give you if you work if, if you're like me and you play on the xbox or maybe playing playstation if you have a controller gently and i mean this as gently as you can right all you do is slightly tilt the move button up go you go really slow but they work off sound and they work off movement right so as long as you move slowly and quietly uh, they will leave you alone, and you can serve a lot of ammo. Not that, again, again, even though I played unassisted, they still took a lot of ammo to go down. And um, you've just got to conserve as much as you can. So if you can sneak past them, and again, what I found with the liquors, they only appeared in certain areas. So as long as you didn't need to go back to that area, you were mostly free to, to walk around and to be silent. Um, but just just little flick tiny little flick of of the remote of the controller and you'll be fine uh with, with liquors um save and conserve ammo as much as you can again i played unassisted so i think there were probably more ammo deposits around um than i needed by the end of the game i had so much handgun ammo um it was unbelievable because i used to just i'd i was again i didn't know what to expect and i'll there was another thing I'll get onto that bit near to the end. But because I, I never knew what to expect, I didn't know what the game was going to throw at me. So because it was my first experience, I did. I hoarded ammo. You know, I managed to find all the guns in the game and I hoarded ammo for all of them. But for the majority of the time, it wasn't until the end boss, which I won't go into spoilers of the end boss. But it wasn't until I got to the end boss with Leon that I ended up using um, my shotgun um, and my magnum. Um, that was just to keep the end boss at bay so that I could get the hits off that I needed. Because uh, a lot of the a lot of the bosses have key parts that you have to shoot and you've got to be accurate in certain areas. You can't just shoot them in the chest. You've got to shoot them in certain areas. So being able to get them down and get, get behind them or to get them down just to shoot them in the arm or the chest is incredibly helpful. Um, but again, I would still give the tip of conserve ammo where you can. Because again, even though I played unassisted, there are many moments at the beginning of the game when I didn't know what I was doing, uh, not so much near to the middle to the end, but at the beginning of the play in the police station, um, again, goes back to uh, my tip one, is just shoot them in the head, run around them, conserve ammo where you can, and um, you'll be okay. Also, where you're in the police station, you find wooden boards. You can use these to... to um, cover uh, windows that have been smashed down by zombies you only get a limited amount of these so my tip would be only use them where you're going to go regularly so if there's going to be a corridor that you know you're gonna to have to go around regularly and you can't be bothered to deal with a horde of zombies and again the whole idea of 
having to one shot to all of them as well as wasting ammo use them in areas you know you're going to have to go the most um for me it was the the west side i had to do the northeast never eat shredded wheat if anybody needs to know about northeast southwest um so I need to do the west side. That was the part side I spent majority of the building because that's where the library is. So I boarded up all the windows on that side. And it made it easier going through that part of the level um, because I knew that I wouldn't get so many zombies would be there. And to be honest, because I boarded up all the windows, none would be there. So that's where I put all my boards. But again, you only have a limited amount of them. So I decided to do that. That worked for me. But if you played on a higher difficulty, it might work, not work for you and you might for different places. But when you find your boards, keep them in, and only use them in places where you feel that's the place you're going to go the most. Otherwise, don't waste them um, at all because you will need them because there will be moments as the game gets on where it, the game will just start throwing more and more zombies at you and there'll be more zombies in the building. So having those areas that you know are cleared off and you could use them as escape routes, especially when uh, Mr. X comes, the tyrant, you're going to want those areas where you can easily dart to and run and hide and you know that you won't be slowed down by zombies so wooden boards use them but only where you need to um learn your way around the police station uh use your map so through the game you will find uh collectibles that you can pick up that will open up areas of the map to show you where each room is um learn your map again like i said you will spend majority of your time in the police station anyway um and it's not a hard one to learn but for me, because I, I spent so much time in the game actually going round, and it, this adds into um, one to my other points in a minute when I get around to, to Mr. X. But because I spent so much of my time going round, trying to get um, go to all the rooms, look around what's in the rooms, trying to find the puzzle pieces, the medallions I had to find to escape into the car park, to escape the police station, to try and find all those and to... Uh, find like gunpowder and herbs i could mix together and things like that that i it took me a while but i quickly learned where certain things were where even though i still use my map uh, i knew where i was going i was like oh i need to go over here okay i know how to get there i'll put the map down but you know learn your way around the police station because it will come in handy when mr x comes up and i will talk about him in a minute in my in my um tips and tricks trust me um but learn your way around the police station it will do you a lot of good to take time in a safe room or at the beginning of the game when you're in the foyer in the main hall just to look at your map just to get to learn each what each what's on each floor i think there's three floors in the um police station learn what's on each floor learn where each room is what key opens what door and the shortcuts and that sort of thing if you learn those it makes the game so much easier especially when mr x turns up trust me um next one not everything in the world needs to be picked up um like i said you won't have a lot of space in your um inventory when you begin now you will um you will be able to find hit pouches what i did as leon i don't know what you'll find as claire but as leon you find a lot of hit pouches that will uh, give you a lot more space in your inventory um but for those you for a lot of them you've got to hunt around you've got to find puzzle pieces and stuff like that to unlock them for example the first hip um pouch you can find is hidden behind in the in one of the security locker rooms and to unlock it the, uh, you have to put a code in which is on the door the problem is the buttons to press to get those numbers to work are missing so now you've got to go through the level try to find portable safes and unlock them because they're puzzles in there on their own to unlock to get these little um 
key keys that once you've got the two keys then you can unlock the hit pouch right and this is what i mean the fact of learn the way around the police station because you will be running around a lot and it comes back to the wooden boards as well because you'll be running around you want areas where you won't have to shoot as many zombies and you can dart and run around as much as possible and it comes back to the fact of nothing needs to be picked up there are times where you pick things up and it's a key part of your inventory like for the story you need to pick it up but your inventory is full and the problem is when you discard something you can't it doesn't it's not just on the floor once you discard something it's gone you're not getting it back you know so be clever you know make sure you only take with you what you need you do have a, a safety box i think it's a limited uh, box storage box use that i did i ended up putting a lot of the story related items in that box one of the things that i love about this game as well another gameplay mechanic that i love that i wish other video games would do this as well was that once you've used a key item once you've fully used it if, whether it be a key or it be a puzzle piece or something like that in your inventory there'll be a tiny little tick next to it, a little red tick that again i had to google this i didn't know this at first i had to google it because i was again me being very tuned into other games i was taught key items you don't throw away because you might need them later um with this game it's very different it doesn't tell you um but that little tick what that little tick means is the fact of that is now had its use you've used it completely you don't need to use it anymore and it's free to discard or store in your little uh, storage box um i learned it the hard way i ended up accidentally discarding uh, one of the keys luckily i'd opened all the doors with this key so i didn't have to worry about it um but i discarded it and I was a bit annoyed with myself because I wanted to save all that for my run with Claire to make the run with Claire a bit easier. But it's all right. It's one of the beginning keys. I know where it is. So it'll be easy to find and get when I need it. Um, but that being said, you know, nothing needs to be picked up. Um, and things that can be discarded, you it will tell you to discard them. So store all story-related items into the storage box. Um, and I think your life, when you come to your other runs, will probably be made a lot easier that way because you already have access to them because you've stored them. Um, also, I'm trying to... I'm just going through my notes as well. Um, oh, also, very, very important. Uh, again, linking into what I've said before, make sure that you collect everything that you need in terms of story items or um consumables anything like that weapons the shotgun um all of the items to unlock the invent the inventory um the stars inventory and all that collect all that stuff before mr x appears i was very clever uh, well i like to think i was quite clever i ran round and i spent majority of my time again this is why and how i learned the place so well was the fact if i spent my time running around that police station like a lunatic going to every single room picking up every bit of collectible that i could find all the scraps of paper all the files that basically told me what uh, open up each lockers what the locker codes are what the key codes are the patterns and how to solve the puzzles and all that jazz i did all that first um before Mixer X came, I got all my hip, my my hip thing. I managed to get the um, stars dongle uh, before Mr. X came um, so that I could, it turns into USB, that I could plug that into the computer, which then I could use that. And I got the Desert Eagle and that sort of thing. Um, I was able to get all these things. So by the time that I activated the story beat when Mr. X comes into it, um, I only had a few more things to do in terms of the story related, which was to um, open up the garage door 
um, downstairs so that I could escape uh, the police station. By that stage, because I already knew where I was going, I knew the map well, and I knew the areas that I hadn't been to yet, and I only just recently, before I met Mr. X, got those items to open those areas up, that it was a cakewalk for me. So for me, my experience with Mr. X, it was terrifying at first, but because I knew where I was going and because I'd got anything, I wasn't panicked and full of anxiety and worried that I was going to miss anything. But at the same stage, um, he was also less frightening because if I ever knew he was chasing me, I could run back to the safe room and hide in there. And I did. There was one time when he caught me unawares because um, usually you know when he's coming because you can hear his footsteps and the music will start to kick in and he'll go dum 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 and he, when he's right close to you uh, the music peaks and his footsteps stop and he's usually there around the corner it's terrifying and he caught me unawares because the music didn't peak the there was no footsteps i walked through a door i don't know how leon dodged it but as i've walked through the door all i've got is Rah! and i've turned around and he's just swung for me and I don't know how I missed it by inches. Luckily, down the corridor, there was a safe room. So I legged it to the safe room and hid in there. And eventually he walked away. Then I carried on. And I was able to get out of the police station with much, with less, little to less fuss um, with uh, Mr. X as possible. Um, and he showed up, he shows up again as, as you're going for the game. But my terms with him in the police station was a lot easier because I had done all that. So that's my best thing is the fact of make sure you collect everything you can before he appears. Um, also as well with Mr. X, don't bother fighting him. He's just a, he's just a bullet sponge. Uh, you can get him down, but it takes a lot of ammo to get him down and it's not worth it because when he does go down, um, he'll only go down for a few seconds. Enough, enough few seconds for you to run away. But to be honest with you, if you know, again, if you know your way around the police station, if you know where you're going, um, you don't even have to get him down as soon as he appears. It is annoying because there are times when I was doing like key moments in the story and he would just appear out of nowhere. I'm like, for God's sake. So I'd have to run back to a safe house, hide. Or again, because I knew where I was going, I just used like, seek, uh, uh, not secret passageways, but I knew how to slip through certain doors to get to certain areas quicker because I'd opened all the doors anyway. So I knew how to get to each area where I needed to be. So I could, I could sort of, he could lose something and slip away very, very easily from him. But again, these um, are my tips, like they helped me. So by the end of the game, I was playing like a, a pro, or like to think as a pro, or like a resi, like a seasoned vet of Resident Evil games. Um, you know, I, I knew to only shoot zombies in the head once and then run past them to conserve ammo. Um, again, even though when you left the police station, a lot of the things that I learned in the police station worked. So when I got to the sewers, I took the time to learn the sewer system, where I've been, where I need to go. So I didn't get lost. I didn't have to worry about backtracking on myself. Um, and the nest, when you get to the nest, the the main lab, the umbrella, the underground lab of Umbrella Corporation, that one's a lot more, not linear, but a lot easier to run around. It's a lot small, smaller. So that one's a lot easier to learn. But a lot of the skills that I learned of being a rookie, by the time I got to the end and I finished Leon's story, I felt like a pro. I felt like completely capable that the game could throw anything at me and it does and it did um and i took it head on and i was confident i wasn't scared i wasn't terrified i felt confident i felt strong i felt powerful granted yes i did play an assisted mode but again i can't stress this enough the game is still punishing even on assisted mode it does not hold your hand no matter what uh level you play at there were many times that i i did die a few times and there were many times where i 
almost died just by a standard zombie because I didn't I stopped being clever because I got cocky. So if you ever get cocky, the game will kick you in the ass. It will get you, you know. So even me being on assisted mode, I got cocky and I paid for it. It's my own fault. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I felt like a pro near the end because I felt like I was playing like a pro. You know, so when I get to playing as Claire next, I can play on standard and, you know, it, not saying it will be a cakewalk, but I'll be able to play it with confidence. You know what I mean? And if you follow these tips, you'll be able to play as confidently as well at Resident Evil 2. And potentially these tips will work in all Resi games eventually as well. Partly, I would imagine. Um, next thing I want to mention, uh, you have this. You have a different section called uh, Ada, Ada Wong. You meet Ada Wong in Leon's story. I don't think you meet Ada in Claire's story. Uh, but Ada's, you get a segment where you get to play as Ada. So once you meet her and she, she basically runs you around um, a bit, she eventually accompanies you into the sewer. And there's a moment where you... I won't do it for spoilers, but you get to play as her. And her, the way you play her, she's not like Leon. She, she, she's capable with a weapon, but the whole point of that is not to be sort of a, a, a police officer or a soldier. Most of the time when you're playing, when you're playing Ada's segment, you are sneaking around, uh, that you are using this hacking tool that she has to get around. And it gives a new dynamic to the game in terms of how you play it because I was so used to playing as Leon being sort of the badass rookie um, that when I got to play as Ada I realised the way I played as Leon does not work for how you for how Ada is meant to be played and I did die um, I got I was killed because I wasn't playing it as I was meant to so it, it took me out of it maybe having to rethink how to play as Ada and then once I started playing differently to her strengths, I found it a bit easier. And I really liked that. I really liked having to play as a new character um, and try something different. And also in terms of story, it works fantastically for the story because it really shows you um, what Ada got, what Ada's capable of in a way and um, why she's not to be trusted. Again, I'm trying to be vague because I don't want to go into story spoilers. I know it's an old game but i don't want to go into spoilers but um ada section i wanted to mention it it's fantastic as for leon's story again don't want to go into spoilers but i really i really liked it i was really intrigued i was really invested in leon he he fascinated me as a character he's a very very interesting character um and i enjoyed my time playing as him and by the time we got to the end of the story i i felt like like leon i felt like yeah you know all in a day's work i i felt for i like him, I felt I felt capable. I felt strong, um, and by the time you get to the final boss, Leon him says, "Come on, let's finish this." And I was like the same. I was like, "Come on, then, let's finish this. Let's finally do it," you know. Um, and, I, and I just really liked to play as Leon. Leon's got an interesting story. He's an interesting character, and I'm really looking forward to playing Resident Evil Four now as Leon to see how he evolves and, and how he changes. Um, but again, like I said. Playing as Leon and my experience playing as Leon and my experience of the game overall has really got me excited to play as Claire. Also, again, you know, Leon's story is different to Claire's story. Um, again, the whole Ada segment, you won't get that in... Because um, Claire never meets Ada Wong, so you, you won't get that. So I'm excited to play it because I want to play more of this game. But also, I'm excited and interested because... I want to see what other story beats Claire gets up to. The, who does Claire meet instead of Ada? What does Claire get up to? Um, 
what a different what you know those rooms i couldn't go into as leon what are in those rooms and that sort of thing and i'm really excited to kind of see where her story goes but also the the true ending to see what happens at the end and i like this i like games that give you a reason to to replay them to make things different to add in different things to just for it to be different you know that's what you want you want that replayability not many games do that now so i'm I'm really really excited um to play as claire which i'll probably do tomorrow um i want to save at the moment now as playing as leon and i'll I'll start tomorrow morning sunday i'll crack on playing as claire but i am very very excited to play this game again and usually when i play a game once and how much i enjoy it I usually take a break before I do a second playthrough. I'm not one of these people who plays who doesn't have a playthrough straight away. Um, and I'm not just saying this because, again, I have a review. I'm doing a review from this, and I want to get it finished as soon as possible. I'm not just saying it for that. Generally, if I was playing this game on my own, uh, just because I wanted to, not for the podcast, um, I generally would actually want to, as soon as possible, start um, Claire's story. Primarily because I wouldn't want to lose that edge I feel I have now of all the tips and tricks and things I've learned playing as Leon. I wouldn't want to lose that edge um, going into Claire by leaving it a few days or a week and then coming back and feeling like a rookie again. I want to keep on top form, you know, so I want to straight away as soon as possible tomorrow. I'm going to jump straight back into playing as Claire. So I'm really looking forward. I'm really excited for that. Um, But for a fact, I'll wrap things up with Leon. At the end, when you finish the game, it gives you your stats. It gives you your overall rank. Um, so I played. So the game mode I played on. So I've copied it down. What the game gave me. So obviously, game mode assisted. Uh, when I play as uh, Claire, it will be a standard difficulty um, because I feel like I've got the edge now. I've got that um, ability to play the game normally. So you know, excited for that. Uh, total play time. So I completed Leon's story in seven hours. 18 minutes and 54 seconds. I feel like I could have done it a bit quicker. Um, but again, because I was learning my way around, I don't think that's bad. Generally, I thought it took me longer to play because I spent so much time in the police station. Um, but seven hours, 18 minutes and 54 seconds is a pretty decent time. Um, I saved 51 times. That would have been lower. Um, but I ended up uh, saving more than I needed to at times, mainly because I didn't know what the game was going to throw at me. I didn't know what was around any corner. I didn't know when Mr. X was going to show up. Um, I didn't know when the liquors were going to show up or any areas. So because I was unaware of what was going to happen next, I'll be honest, I save scummed. I got scared and I was just like, just in case, if for a big boss at me and I'm not prepared, I'm going to save beforehand so that I have time to run around, get resources, so I'm ready. That luckily never happened. But I did save 51 times, but you know that's what I ended up saving as because of, of that worry. But again, when I play as Claire, I don't think I'll save as much because I know what will come. Well, know what will be coming somewhat because I know Claire's story is a bit different, so they might throw things at me differently. Mister X might show up a lot earlier than he did in Leon's story, or he might show up later. Again, I don't, I don't know. Um, but hopefully, I might be a bit more braver and I'll, I'll save scum less. Um, when playing as um, Claire. Um, my overall rank, uh, playing as Leon. So the game ranked me with a B, which is not bad. I generally thought I was going to get a C or a D, um, not just because I played unassisted, but because I saved so much and because I hoarded a lot of resources because I took the time going around finding collectibles and that sort of thing. Um, I generally thought that I would have had uh, less than 
a B. But again, a B is good. A B is still a pass. So overall ranking a B, that's pretty great. I'm pretty proud of it. When it came up, it said a B at the end. I was really, really proud considering um, I was really intimidated going into it. Quite scared and never really played a proper racing game before. Um, but yeah, having a B, not bad at all. I'm pretty proud of that. S rank would have been incredible. An A would have been nice. But a B is pretty good. I'm, I'm I'm happy with a B. You know, a B a B's 95%, isn't it? So 100% an A. Uh, 95% is B. So it's still a pass in my book. Um, but yeah, so that has been my experience playing as Leon Kennedy. Um, I'm going to go off now and take a break and then tomorrow i'm going to start my run as claire you lucky beans i'll get to experience that right now so i'm going to wrap up and go to relax and you guys are going to hear about my experience playing as claire lucky you Right, so I am back after finishing my second run playing as Claire and finally getting to see the true ending, which I will talk about that near to the end because I don't want to spoil anything. Um, But overall, my time as Claire, I really, really enjoyed it. I think she's absolutely fascinating character. Obviously, you know, her story and her run is a lot different to Leon's, which I'll go into a bit more detail. Um, But you actually get to see more of uh who she is as the story goes on because claire's story unlike leon's leon's is i would say very action focused very much of again pardon the pun but very much man of action the rookie cop trying to figure out what's going on trying to do the right thing trying to stop umbrella and stop the g virus and the infection spreading and all that jazz again makes sense for leon claire is very much the opposite. She came to Raccoon City looking for her brother, who is Chris, who is a member of Stars from Resident Evil One. Um, in the meantime, finding that she meets Leon, and uh, their story sort of com- like comes together, then sort of deflects, and Leon goes off, and he meets Ada Wong, and he goes off on his adventure, as I mentioned in uh, my first playthrough. Whereas Claire, um, Cher, and Leon, as they sort of part ways and they meet up again uh, by the time that Claire finally meets Leon and gets into the police station Leon is already five steps ahead he's already out the station gone and I would guess by the time that Claire gets into the police station he is in the sewers with Ada at that point um, and then sort of the story goes on from there and then you meet Sherry Sherry herself is a very fascinating character which I have a whole section where I'm going to talk about Sherry um, but I really enjoyed myself with uh, Claire. Uh, Claire's gameplay as playing as her, um, it felt really unfair and uh, difficult. I was on my I was on my toes a lot more in the station because Mr. X uh, was already there. Uh, basically, obviously, you've listened. If you've gotten to this point, you've listened to my run as Leon, and you would know that by the end of my run as Leon, I was. And I will be honest, I was incredibly cocky. Granted, yes, I know I was playing unassisted, but I was incredibly cocky. I thought that, you know, um, I knew how to play this game. I knew what I was doing. I knew my way back and forth around the station. I thought, you know, I was the rookie cop turned pro. You know what I mean? And I couldn't have been so far from the truth. It could kill me, right? Playing as Claire, and 
I might have been the only person who felt this, but playing my second run as Claire was incredibly unfair and difficult. And now I don't know if it is due to like the game itself being like, this is your second run. So because um, the way the game starts, I assumed that the game was going to start a lot like Leon's start, where uh, Claire was going to arrive at the petrol station. She was going to hear a disturbance, as Leon did, and as I did with Leon in my first play- playthrough. Go into the into the um, station, find out what happened, try to escape with the zombies, finally meet Claire, or in this in this instance, Claire meeting Leon, and then they would escape to Raccoon City, and they would um, divide, you know, part ways and she would make her way to the sort of police station and it would be role reversed like that. No, no, no. Very different. Um, Leon obviously gets to the police station first, canonically, um, in the story. And then Claire meets later, as I mentioned at the beginning of this review. Um, but I had thought that, it, you know, story, story, wise, that's how it was going to be. Um, so it does skip it all. It, sk- it skips all of that. It, it gives you the highlights reel of like, you've seen all this, you know what's going to happen. Boom, 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 boom. You're now playing as Claire and you're trying to get break your way into the station after the helicopter crashes into the station and you meet Leon. Which is for story bits, you know, that will make sense. So that was fine with me. I was like, okay, that, that makes sense. I've already done my first run. I know how the story works and what's going on with Leon. That's completely fine. Um, the bit where it gets unfair is the fact of you start the game with less resources. Like, and again, you know, I know it might make sense for the story um, because I've done my first playthrough, but like you start with less resources, um, you get given another, like a a new gun almost straight away, which in a way is good, but it's a six shooter, um, little cowboy sort of pistol. Again, not a bad gun, but really hard to aim with the accuracy. You don't, it's hard to find at first many of the bullets and ammo for the for the magnum for the first sort of snub pistol that you get at the beginning so most of your ammo goes into uh, the six shooter uh, also because again story wise it makes sense but also i would imagine because of gameplay wise as well you've already done your first run you know your ins and outs of how this game works so you should be okay if they throw more zombies at you which the game does but again because Leon is no longer in the station and the station is, is now open and the infection has spread more, the whole station is full of zombies where zombies shouldn't be. So, like, for example, I knew I always knew that if I ever got stuck on any of the wings, I could go to uh, the main hall and I would be safe. Not anymore, right? So the main hall is now infested with zombies. Uh, there are more liquors um, surrounding every hallway where they shouldn't be and again i haven't got many resources as it is obviously because leon has already been there um there are certain things where i remember them being are not being now luckily the story uh key elements are still where they should be but as uh, uh, items like um hip uh, expansions to give you more sort of inventory space they've been moved um certain things and items like portable safes they've been moved weapon locations have been changed or moved so where leon would find a shotgun claire finds a grenade launcher um it's all very very different and and i found it very disorientated to be honest like i said i was on my toes a lot more also mr x at this point is already in the station whereas when i plan as leon I had a good three hours to run around like a madman in the police station, figuring out what it is and what it is I've got to do, how to play the game and where to go. Now, granted, as I mentioned, I'd already played the game, so I I did know where I was going. 
But like I said when I was playing as Leon, there were many parts where Leon Leon couldn't go because only Claire could go. And it's the same here. The only thing that never made sense to me, that there were some places that I opened up as Leon for the actual station um, that weren't open when I played as Claire. Now, chronologically, story-wise, those should be open, you know, because it makes sense as Leon opened those areas, but they aren't. So there are many areas that you want to go to that have been boarded up or are blocked, and you just can't find the, um, like, uh, what's it called now? Wheel for, like, a certain pump or, like, a um, toggle thing to open a certain door or certain key. These things you just can't find in Claire's run because I would imagine story-wise Leon has them, even though Leon should have already opened these things. Um, But, you know, the game does get easier once I got my groove back. It's just I spent more resources that I didn't have. And again, I played on standard mode. I didn't play on assisted this mode, so the game was a bit harder. Um, On basically trying to run around like a madman, relearn everything while I've got Mr. X up my ass. Why there are liquors everywhere. Now, I don't have a shotgun anymore, um, so liquors are a lot harder to deal with. Um, even though I'm trying to sneak past them, I've got zombies all around me, so I can't exactly sneak because if I sneak, a zombie's going to come behind me or in front of me. And then I'm going to have to use a grenade, a flashbang, or a knife to get them off me and run away. So there were a lot more bum-clenching uh, moments. But again... As I said with my tips of Mr. X, I was luckily a lot of the safe rooms are still the same apart from the main hall. So I knew where to go. And because I had already played the game, I was like, OK, so I've got to find all the medallions. I know the uh, where all the medallions are. Uh, the, the combinations had changed. Um, but as I mentioned, if you get stuck, uh, you can always go online and uh, Google it. They're all all the combinations for the first and second runner on there. I gave it the good old college try and I managed to get the two statues done. I think it was the of the unicorn statue um, or the one that was in the uh, loft of the police station that you have to open with the C4. I can't. It was either one of those two that I got stuck on and I had to use a guide because I couldn't figure it out. And then I was using loads more resource and I thought I'm either going to have to run around like a madman again, try to find this scrap of paper that I'm missing, or I can just go online and Google it. So I did. Um, And it made that sort of situation a lot easier and things just went a lot more smoothly. But despite all that, once I got back into the groove, once I figured out what I was doing and the places where I couldn't, couldn't go. And even though Mr. X, which I learned, um, and I really put myself in sort of um, a pickle at, at one point. Um, I ran away from Mr. X, didn't realize he could climb ladders. Uh, and then he climbed up after me, which I ended up sort of um, cornering myself on the roof. So I ended up having to basically do the good old rope-a-dope around him by hiding in the safe room. And then when he went one way, I quickly ran out of the safe room, ran up the stairs, down the um, down the ladder and, and legged it and was able to underground to the uh, parking garage and then sort of escape which is where i met um sherry uh which was a lot of fun and i'll get on to sherry at the moment but once you get out of the police station the game opens up a lot more like you still go to the places where leon goes to uh, the only difference is is that um you'll make your way to the orphanage which is where sort of sherry segment which i'll again i'll talk about in a minute um which obviously leon doesn't go there leon goes to the weapon store with ada then the sewer um and then after that you make your way down to 
um, obviously the Sue and then the Nest as Claire. And it all happens very much so, but obviously the story beats and, and certain things are different. Um, and there were moments where like I would have, I was expecting Mr. X, I don't want to go into spoilers, but there were moments where I was expecting Mr. X to pop up because he popped up in those locations when I played as Leon. Um, but he didn't pop up in those locations when I played as Claire. So there's moments where I was like, he's coming, he's coming, I'm ready. And I was like, hold on a second. Where is he? There is one big moment, which I don't want to spoil, but it happens in the nest, the last level of the game, where when you play as Leon, he just appears. When you play as Claire, he doesn't show up at all. And that situation that was really bum-clenching when I played as Leon, as I was trying to run away from him, was not as stressful playing as uh, Claire. Um, but the game is still fun. I do recommend highly going through a second playthrough. Yes, it gets. it is a bit... Um, uh, sort of intimidating and tedious and unfair and, and difficult in your second run as Claire, I would still recommend it to, to kind of stick with it because, you know, just be confident in yourself that you, you've done this before. You know your way around the station. Yes, things have been moved, but key items like key story items are there. And the only things that are really moved are either resources, uh, weapons and um, certain things uh, that only Claire can find. But again, you know your way around the police station, so I wouldn't recommend to panic about that completely. Um, but I, I enjoyed my time playing as Claire. I thought she was a fantastic character. Um, and yeah, I, I generally had fun. But there were actually moments where, um, and again, I might lose some people's interest here, but I actually found myself connecting more to Claire and Claire's story more than I did with Leon and Ada. And it was mainly because the next section that I'm going to talk about because of Sherry. Sherry, again, I haven't played any of the um, Resident Evil games after sort of Resident Evil 2. Um, so I don't know if Sherry is a big part of the story. I hope she appears again. I hope she makes a comeback and she comes back into the story later on. I don't know if she does. I hope she does um, because I really enjoy her character. Sherry is, is a little girl. Um, and I, I'm not going to say who her parents are because that would be spoilers. But she is integral to the story. She is... Um, a real key point, not just the Claire story, but the overall story of Resident Evil 2, which is another reason why I recommend a second playthrough, because certain characters, actions and motives make a lot more sense when you play the second run, as obviously Leon or Claire, depends on what you choose, but the second run will make things make a lot more sense. And obviously when you get that true ending as well, and things start to unravel, you're like, aha, I understand what's going on here. Um, but I actually love Sherry. I think she's a fantastic uh, character. And again, I hoped to see her more uh, in more Resident Evil games um, moving forwards. Which again, in hindsight, I could probably Google it, but I don't want to spoil it for myself. But we will see. You know, I hope, fingers crossed. But I'm sure if you're a Resident Evil fan, you're probably shouting to be going, no, she's a one-time character. And if that's true, it's a shame because I think she's an interesting, really, really fascinating character. Um that being said, you know, like you had in Leon's uh, run, you had the Ada segment where you got to play as Ada and you got to use a hacking tool and you'd sort of make your way through the sewers trying uh, to sort of apprehend sort of the G-virus, a sample of it. Um, in Sherry's story, uh, again, you're a little girl, so you don't have weapons, you can't sort of fight back and, you know, you can't really do much. So uh, in Sherry's segment, it is a game of hide and seek. 
um and it's just, it's quite intimidating it's it's quite scary and i got caught only once um but it's very sort of like it goes from being resident evil to being like outlast it's that sort of like change in form how you're just hiding from a certain character which again i can't talk about because of spoilers um but it is again very bum clenching but it's fantastic and that's kind of what you want in these sort of games anyway and um one thing that annoyed me with Sherry's segment, and it's not Sherry, uh, there is a segment where you have to escape your room before the whole sort of hide-and-seek section works. And um, you have to do this block puzzle. And this block puzzle, like, you can't go online and Google the answer or the solution um, to solve this puzzle. It is ram- it's ram- uh, randomised for every single person who plays the game, right? And it's basically these, I think you've got four or five blocks and you've got to match the, um, all the, what's we call it, shapes. So you've got, I think there's a circle, triangle, square and a star. And you've got to match all of them on the front and on the top. And it sounds easy. It's not. Uh, to be honest, if I wasn't doing a review... I probably would have rage quit and came back another day, but I stuck with it and I just, I brute forced it. I tried every single combination and I tried to, there is an achievement to escape your room within 60 seconds. Um, and I've watched, and I watched loads of YouTube guides, even though it was randomized. People said, oh, here's the tips, here's the tricks. If you do the outside and you work your way in, it's easy. No, no, I did the outside in and my blocks were wrong. I eventually did it, obviously, I completed the game. Um, but I spent majority of my runtime. It's going to reflect on it when I tell you my end time, which is still pretty impressive. But when I tell you my end time um, with Claire at, at the very, very end, um, you'll you'll understand why it took me so long because of this block section. If it wasn't for this block section, I would have finished a lot earlier than I did. Um, but when I finally did it, you know, Sherry section, again, it's terrifying. It's it really sort of brings you in. But um sort of for me how it connects to claire's story and how it really brings claire out to being again it's going to sound stupid but it brings her actually to being a character it gives us someone to care about and there were many moments as i was watching the cut scenes and as i was playing through when i was like yeah it makes sense why claire would meet sherry and not Leon. And not that Leon wouldn't do a fantastic job if he if he had met Sherry. Um, but I just feel like, you know, Sherry at that moment needed a mother. She needed a female figure, somebody who she could look up to, who she, who she could feel brave and courageous with. Um, and again, that will make sense if you've played the game um, and it won't completely if you haven't played it again i'm trying to stay away from spoilers because it is a big sort of reveal and i don't want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't played the game um but the way their dynamic is between sherry and claire i love um and it's very cute it's very heartfelt and um it's it's quite heartbreaking actually it's quite sad and there are there are many moments where it's very touching where you know even though like with Leon, even though I knew how certain characters acted and, and behaved in Leon's story, when I saw those same characters and how they interacted with, with Claire and her story, and I saw a different side to them. Um, and again, another reason why I recommend a second play for it because you get these sort of moments. But it just puts everything more into perspective. And I'd find Claire's stories a lot more heartbreaking. Again, I can't go into exactly why, 
but I was just sitting there going, oh, bum. I, I was bummed out because of what happened, but I ain't going to go into into full details about it. But it, it's a lot more heartbreaking, whereas Leon is more action-focused. Claire is a lot more sort of... Um, sort of lethal protector very much of like the bodyguard sort of role um and i love i I love that for claire and i wish i could go into detail about that but i can't just if you have if you if you have played this game but you've only done one run please go back and do your second run and if you haven't played this game do a second run and if you have played this game and you've done two to three to four more runs you will completely know what i is i'm trying to convey here and I wish I didn't have to be vague, um, but I don't want to spoil this. I know it's like an old game and the reboot was like 2019 as well. I mean, the remake. But even so, it's still very much of one of those stories that you want to experience for the first time if you can, um, because I appreciate it a lot more because of that. You know, so um, that is my sort of two cents there. Um, but overall, my experience and and Claire and the game overall... Um, as sort of plain as Claire, absolutely fantastic. Uh, a lot of fun. Her weapons that she gets, you know, are interest are quite interesting. She actually gets a lot of the same weapons. Um, so you have like you start with like a stub pistol and a six shooter. I only used the six shooter at the beginning, but as soon as I was able to get ammo for my little stub pistol that you get, uh, you start a weapon that Claire has. Um, I stopped using the six shooter completely. I don't even know why I still kept it in my inventory near the end, to be honest, because I hardly used it. Um, you also get like an Uzi, uh, an MP, an MP4, uh, a submachine gun. I only ever used that at the at the at the very end for the end boss, but by that stage I saved it so much ammo. Um, I only ever used it then. It was more of a power weapon. It was a fast firing, and I thought with the accuracy. There's no point using it on zombies. Uh, liquors, again, it's very much of a, sp- it's a spread weapon, but I don't feel like I'm going to be able to be accurate of really hit them in the head to disorientate them. So I had no reason to use it apart from on bosses. Um, and again, I only ever used it on the last few bosses, which, which again, won't talk about, but, you know. So I don't even know why I kept that. And then you find a normal standard heavy sort of pistol, which then you can replace because it uses the same ammo as your snub pistol. So I ended up getting rid of the sub pistol and end up using that. Uh, you also, and a grenade launcher, again, I only used it on the bigger enemies and boss fights. Because um, again, I felt like a weapon like that would be wasted on zombies. So I never really used it. And then um, you had this, it was like a cattle prod that sort of shot electric spikes and they could charge it up. And the more you, char- you, you stayed focused on the enemy and charged it up, the more damage it did. I never used it. And you might be sitting there going, oh my god, that was the best weapon in the game. I never used it because I only ever found ammo for it till the very end of the game. And by that stage, um, I'd upgraded as much as I could of the am- of the weapons that I had. And I had so much ammo and resources that I'd hoarded because, again, I knew my way around and I knew how to deal with zombies. And for, again, learning from my tips and tricks, playing as Leon, I knew how to play the game, what to do, how to conserve ammo. That in the end, I was like, Again, I was hoarding it till I needed it. And I'm glad I did because when I got to the end, I needed it a hell of a lot. And um, so I never ever used that weapon. But to be honest with you, I just used the sort of new pistol that I found and the grenade launcher if I needed to. Um, and then I used sort of the little Uzi sort of MP4, MP4 player. MP, MP4. I think the MP4 submachine gun. Or MP3, I don't know. Basically, I used a little submachine gun 
when and when and if I needed unbosses. But apart from that, it was just my pistol. Um, so again, even though things were different playing playing as Claire, um, I found it very much sort of the same in terms of the gameplay. Um, and it was only the weapons that changed. It was it was a story that was the biggest change. And for that, I'm glad I did go to do a second run. And also, I'm glad that Capcom and sort of the Resident Evil series has this feature in in it overall because um again like I said not many people are actually in tune of doing second runs I'm not I'm not a sort of person who will play a game and and straight away I'd go I want to go play um I want to go play it again right now you know I love Mass Effect to bits I played Mass Effect multiple times but again even though that's a very, very big game, it, it takes hours to complete when you do everything. Um, and I love that game to bits. I won't finish it and then go, I'm going to replay it next tomorrow. I'm going to start another run tomorrow. It's like, no, I'll play it. I'll complete it. And I'll come back to it either in a few months or a year and I'll play it again. So I'm not very much the one, even games that I love, to replay it. But I knew I now have a new love for that. And maybe it's only for Resident Evil games. Maybe it's just for Resident Evil and it will not work in anything else but now I know that the Resi games do this and that there's a reason to replay them I will end up doing that a lot more um, when I get around to Resident Evil 3 um, again I'll be doing that a lot more there that's if that game has that feature I don't know I haven't played it yet I've got it I've bought it I just haven't really booted up and played it yet because again I want to do a review on it uh, spoilers but obviously I will be I enjoyed my time Resident Evil 2 it's of course I'm going to play Resident Evil 3 uh, <laughs> But my overall sort of experience um, with the gameplay and with the story is that, you know, I loved it. I absolutely adored this game so, so much. And um, I can't recommend it enough. If you haven't played a Resident Evil game, don't do what I did. Don't be put off about it. Don't be made sort of to fear the whole sort of like if it will be good or if you'll be sort of won't be good enough or anything like that. Definitely. It's worth giving a go if um, you know if you feel up to it, you know, because of the, for the story, for the characters, um, and it, again, Capcom has just done a fantastic job of um, a remake here, and I can't recommend it enough. Um, so that's my overall sort of experience, not just as playing as Claire, uh, but my overall experience of playing Resident Evil Two uh, Remake. Uh, before we, oh, ah, I was about to wrap up. Then don't want to do that. Uh, Obviously, I'm not going to go into full details about the true ending. Um, it's a bit silly. Like, there's one really big badass moment, which, again, I can't talk about. And then there was a bit after that, which is very much played for laughs and very, very silly. Um, but I enjoyed... I'm glad that... Because I, I was up, like I was ready for like the, the credits to roll, and I was ready for things to, to mellow out, and I was ready to kind of see sort of the conclusion to this story, and maybe set up Resident Evil 4, or maybe set up things that happened in Resident Evil 3. I, di I, I didn't know what to expect. I, I was ready. Um, and at the end of Leon's story, you get like a good maybe one to two second frame of something's coming. But you don't get to see what it is. You only you, So once you finish Claire's run, you finally get to see what that is. And there's this big epic moment. And I, lo I love that because it just allows you to throw everything out the window, forget everything that you know, and you know it's kind of like it's kind of like a reward by Capcom. It's a fact of you know you've 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 done everything you can. Uh, you, you've been smart. You've been clever. You survived. You've you've survived twice. Here's a bit of fun, and it just allows you to let loose. And I can't go into any more detail than that. 
But just for that let loose moment, especially if you did your second run as Claire and the um, sort of uh, thing item, yeah, that you get given. Um, again, I can't go into minimal detail on that. When played as Claire, makes that end scene a lot more fun. Um, so again, I highly recommend you play on, on sort of a second one just for that sort of true ending, not just for the story, but just for that one big awesome moment, and for you know, and for the little funny moment as well, which I kind of giggled. It made me giggle. Um, but yeah, um, before I sort of wrap up and come to the end, uh, I just want to give you my final results as playing as Claire. So as you know, when I finished my run as Leon, uh, at the end the game gave me uh, my result. And told me my overall sort of score and my results and how well I did. Um, so my final results as playing as Claire. So I finished this game in 5 hours, 26 minutes and 22 seconds. I was trying to go for the achievement of finishing this game under 4 hours. I generally thought I could do it. Um, and I'll be honest with you, no. Uh, I don't think I would have done it. I would have got very close. But I, I don't think I would have been able to do it under four hours. I feel like I needed to play the games a, a few more times to really sort of sink my teeth in. Um, but again, I did play as standard mode. It Maybe if I played as assisted, maybe, you know, I would have finished it under the four hours or closer to that. But the thing that took up most of my time was the Sherry segment of trying to figure out that damn block puzzle. If that puzzle was more straightforward, I generally think I would have finished this within four hours, 30 minutes, at least, you know, so I'm still like, proud because again, I finished, oh, let me go back. So I finished Leon, the my Leon playthrough, my first time playing a Resident Evil game in seven hours, 18 minutes and 54 seconds. And I managed to finish Claire in five hours, 26 minutes and 22 seconds. So that's not bad at all, if you think about it. Um, again, I ended up doing 38 saves, um, mainly because um, when I got to the end, well, well the end, no, uh, it was mostly at the beginning with the police station because thing because I got was so discombobulated that I didn't know what I was doing or where I was going. Um, I, I was very much sort of, okay, I had to, because Mr. X kept chasing me and resources were, were very low, were lower than I was used to. Um, there were many times I had to kind of go to the safe room, say, like, get what I needed, store what I needed, saved. And then I would spend time going from a map and literally like mental mind map in my head being like, okay, so I'm here. I need to go to here to get X, Y, and Z. If I could take this route, which is the quickest route, which I know is safe because I've boarded up the windows or I've cleared out the enemies in this area recently. So I know that area should be safe. Um, that can quickly run that way and that way. So again, I ended up doing a lot more saves because of the police station, because of the beginning. And as sort of, again, as I mentioned, once you get out of the police station, things get a lot more easier. Um, so majority of those saves were from the police station. And then from there, they were just the sort of the standard saves where... Um, I got sort of like uh, too brave and I didn't have enough resources or I didn't take what I needed to take with me. Um, so I ended up having to run back through harm's way to get what I needed to run back through harm's way just to get what I need if I forgot a, a story item, that sort of thing. Uh, but, you know, 38 saves down from um, 51 
it's still pretty impressive. Um, and in the end, my overall score, which I think it was because of the saves, I think because how many saves I did, this is why I got this score. I ended up getting another B, which again, is not bad. A B is still a pass. I would have liked an A, um, but again, you know, like I said, a B is still a pass. And I did that, I, I got that on, on standard. So I'm still very, very proud of myself. So yeah, so that is my sort of end run um, with uh, Claire, as well as my end with obviously this review, uh, Resident Evil 2. I know that I said in the introduction that I might play um, the Force Survivor um, and a lot of sort of the free DLC um, stories. Um, I was going to, but it is currently the 6th of September as I'm recording this. And Starfield came out today. And I really want to play Starfield. And I was like to kind of really get into it. because, And um, I wanted to do a review on it. And I knew that I could carry on playing with Resident Evil. But I feel like I've got everything I need out of it. Um, and again, because I so really just want to sink a lot of my time, in gaming-wise, into Starfield. That I just thought... I'm going to go off and play Starfield. So I do apologize. Anybody who's looking forward to that uh, or who's interested in that, I do apologize. But I feel like this review is already going to be almost close to, if not almost on the nose, two hours. And I did a two-hour review uh, last year um, for all of the Resident Evil movies. And I just don't want to make a two-hour Resident Evil thing, I think, a yearly thing. You know, so I feel like um, maybe in the future, if you guys are interested, I'll go back and play them and I'll review those, sec those sections in their own big uh, single episode if you would like me to, if you're interested in that sort of thing. Um, otherwise, I'm happy to, to stop the bus here. I enjoyed my time. I highly recommend Resident Evil 2 and sort of, um, you know, we'll go from there with Starfield and, and all the other reviews. Um, but yeah, so... That is my thoughts and feelings on Resident Evil 2. I can't wait to play Resident Evil 3. I don't know when. Um, more than likely, because of sort of the other things I've got planned and um, where I want to sort of go from this point, Not, I'm not just talking about um, Halloween, but also you've got November, then you've got Christmas, and then my plans for season two, that um, you probably won't uh, see my Resident Evil 3 review until next Halloween. Um, and, which you know might be a shame. It is a shame for me because I really want to play that game, and I'll probably be completely out of funk. Um, so I'm gonna have to relearn a lot of things if that is what I decide to do, which probably will be what ends up happening. Um, but you know, I will look at Resident Evil Three next year. Uh, if I can get lucky, maybe I can watch uh, play it sooner, and then maybe for Halloween I'll do Resident Evil Four. Um, you know, maybe we'll see you there, but. I am now a Resident Evil fan of the games and I am looking forward to playing um, more of them in the future. So when they do come, I will obviously let you all know um, because I will be hyped and I'll be like, guys, it's happening. Resident Evil 3, finally, let's do this, you know. So you'll be, you'll all be the first to know. Uh, but if you want to be updated of when that happens um or when anything else that i do see how good a, uh, a segue that was um make sure that you follow me um on twitter at nerdstagic underscore pod to be kept up to date when i do eventually pay resident evil free and all the other things that i am looking at or just random things that i'm doing or retweeting just follow me on there um again if you listen to this on uh, spotify don't forget to leave a like 
drop a comment down below. Let me know what you thought about my time with Resident Evil 2. Did I do the right things? Are my tips good? Are they bad? You know, do you think I was a wimp? Um, do you think that, you know, fair play to me? You know, I gave it a go and I, you know, I enjoyed it. Uh, or if you just want to talk about Resident Evil 2 or any sort of the Resident Evil games or any sort of things you want, me to, you want to recommend I should play and look into, anything and everything, drop the comments down below. Any sort of feedback, you know, is greatly appreciated. So again, like, comment, uh, subscribe. As of recording this, I recently uh, reached 101 uh, subscribers on YouTube, which means I completely um, managed to uh, achieve my goal that I had set for myself of reaching 100 uh, subs by um, Christmas. So I'm gratefully appreciative of everybody who subscribed so far. And if you haven't subscribed, please Drew, because I've got tons more content coming. Um, I haven't planned yet for for December, for Christmas, um, but whatever I decide to do, I'm sure it'll just be as incredible and as fun as all the other things that I do. And, ha as, and it has been all the incredible things I've done for um, Halloween. Um, also, if you want to find the Nerd Stadrick podcast, uh, you can find me everywhere and anywhere that you can find podcasts. Uh, the only place you can't find me um, is on uh, Apple Podcasts. Apart from that, you can find me everywhere else. And uh, yeah. Oh, also, if you listen on Spotify, don't forget to give me a star rating. One to five stars. Uh, whatever you feel like is fair. I'll be greatly appreciated of that. And that is all. I am tired. I've enjoyed this series. I've had a fantastic Halloween. I've watched some incredible movies. I've got to share it all with you. Now I'm going to go and rest because I am tired. I hope you enjoyed my Halloween um, celebrations. I hope, hope, hope you enjoyed this bonus Halloween episode. And I will catch you all next month for the next nostalgic episode. Well, until then... Bye-bye, toodaloo, ta-ta.